Hey guys, it's Kurt, and this is our last time to talk about Stranger Things. John and I are going to jump into episodes seven and eight of season three. We're going to talk about all the big storylines um, from these episodes, the ones that are obvious and maybe a few that aren't so obvious. Uh, we're also going to uh, talk a little bit about, um, about what we expect in the future and, and what to expect from this podcast in the future as well. So I hope you enjoy it, and uh, we'll, we'll get into it now. apologies this time. Uh, I know we were late with uh, last week's episode and then I had to apologize for breaking the rules and watching too many episodes of Stranger Things. So this time, Kurt, I, I don't think there's anything to, to start off and apologize for, is there? Well, I mean, we were supposed to record this like 45 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I just did... Kurt. <laughs> now, here's the deal. I'm going to let you guys this is inside baseball talk, but like, I'm gonna let you guys in on a secret about me and John's relationship, which is this is like, you would expect that John is the one who's always on time and punctual and ready to podcast. Um, Kurt, do you want to go? And, that, and Kurt is the one who is constantly late and like, give me five more minutes um, and I'll be there. And you would be right if that was the expectation. Uh, but today it's flipped and Kurt was ready on time and John was, give me this, give me that and uh, give me five more minutes. So normally that's the case. Normally I'm the one who's, I'm trying to squeeze, John's trying to get me to squeeze this into my schedule. But today I was the one. And I, I got to tell you, the self-righteous indignation feels good. I'm letting it wash over me. <laughs> <laughs> Just enjoy that, Kurt. <laughs> yeah. It's a little gift that I gave myself yeah. by being on t- so, <laughs> uh, for once in my life. Um, we're, uh, we're, are we ready to jump into Stranger Things? Well, or is there I anything? Mean, we at least covered? we need to acknowledge the fact that, I mean, this is, this is it, Kurt. This is the end of our discussion on Stranger Things. This is the end of season three for not only Stranger mm-hmm. Things, but parenting today. Uh, we know yeah. this was kind of just a brief fun season hopefully it was fun uh, for some of you in the summer uh but yeah this is this is it you know it's crazy to think about when we first watched you know episodes one and two down at laguna finishing those episodes at 2 30 in the morning and just think mm. about how long ago that was and and here we are kurt you know we've mm. grown so much and a lot of wisdom since then yeah, I feel like you're just rambling right now. <laughs> I am. I could tell you're reading something on your screen, so I was just going to keep going. I'm not, you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not reading something. I just wanted to tell you that uh, I do have one little cultural artifact, which I thought was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Is that, um, is that uh, they announced that um, Tim Duncan, the NBA Hall of Famer, is going to be an assistant coach with the Spurs. And uh, I read – this is kind of an old thing. This is from like almost three years ago but I just thought this was really interesting is that there's a, an NBA player who played for several years named Eton Thomas. He played at Syracuse. If you were into sports and he played for a bunch of different NBA teams, um, in his time there as a center. And, uh, he shared the story about Tim Duncan when he played against Tim Duncan, he said, um, and I just thought this was awesome. He said, we're playing the Spurs and I get the ball on the post and I inside pivot and sweep to the middle for my jump hook and he just blocks it. Tim Duncan blocks it. 
So as we're running down the court, he says to me, that was a good move, but you've got to get more into my body so you can either draw the foul or I can't block it. And I didn't know if he was talking noise to me or what. Or what? So I just kind of looked at him confused and said, okay, well, a few plays later, I did get it again. And I got more into his body so that he couldn't block it. And I missed the shot. And he looked at me and he said, much better. And then he just kept playing. LOL. <laughs> I remember calling my boy, uh, some guy named Z Chilton, and telling him this story. Tim Duncan is honestly one of the nicest guys in the NBA and the best power forward ever in NBA history. Hmm. Anyway, I just love that story because Tim Duncan was actively coaching his opponent um, to uh, – <laughs> he's they're playing a real NBA game, not a preseason game. They're like playing – it counts, you know what I mean? And he blocks this guy's shot and he's like, hey, if you don't want that to happen next time, here's <laughs> here's, uh, here's some tips for you. I, that just – everything That's that funny. I know about Duncan, that confirms it. So. Yeah. Anyway, no, that's that's great. I'm not. A, I don't follow the NBA at all, and uh, no, that's that's an interesting story to get that kind of inside look. Um, yeah, I just anyway, I just love it that you know. Anyway, I just found that that tickled me. So anyway, yeah. uh, shall we jump into Stranger Things? Yeah, let's 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 do this, Kurt. Because we're at the penultimate episode, mm-hmm. and and we mm-hmm. we might have a little bit more to talk about uh, with these you know final two episodes and kind of. Maybe looking back yeah. and recapping. Hey, let's not forget. And I guess let's let's go ahead and do this and, and let everybody know. For Parenting Today, Season 4, uh, we are going to start new episodes uh, after Labor Day. And I just have that date pulled up, September 3rd. Um, so mm. just letting you guys know that this is going to be it for our Stranger Things uh, recap, as we talked about. But we will be recording new uh, episodes and those will air after Labor Day and we'll go back to our regular schedule uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, we've got a lot of you know ideas of things that we can discuss I know one that somebody suggested is us talking about education uh, homeschooling public schooling private schooling uh, just discussing the kind of pros and cons and getting some various perspectives on that we might have some some guests down the road so I know that's going to be a little down the road. I know Julie Lowe is also coming back on. Uh, some scheduling con- conflicts occurred in the spring, and she uh, couldn't make it, and then we couldn't make it when she was available. So we're going to get her back on soon. We'll have some other guests. And I know, Kurt, you and I have gotten some books from uh, some publishers, and uh, we'll probably be getting those those authors on to discuss. And I know, Kurt, you love the free stuff, so mm. you're excited about that. So I'm here for the swag. Yeah. So, so I wanted to I wanted to mention all that before we forgot and uh, just got off on Stranger Things and, and didn't come back to that. So now that sure. that's out of the way. Well, and what we're going to do, just so you know, is that I'm going to recap season seven. I mean, sorry, episode seven really quickly. Uh, and we're going to talk about that. And then John will take us through episode eight. And we'll talk about that. And then maybe at the end we can save some a few thoughts uh, about just the season as a whole and uh, how we felt about uh, the whole story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but looking at these uh, specific episodes, episode seven is where it's the penultimate episode. It's the episode that brings us toward uh, the climax. It is, um, it is called the bite and uh, several things happen in the bite. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the most important thing that happens is that L gets bitten. Uh, she gets bitten by uh the mind flayer monster, a gigantic mind flayer monster, which is roaming through the forest during the fair. And I think the wheelers are up on the Ferris wheel and the daughter, the little sister, um, Nancy's little sister, uh, sees the trees moving, uh, while the fireworks are going on. But, 
Elle and uh, the crew, Nancy, Jonathan, Lucas, Max, Will, Mike, uh, and Elle, um, they are uh, holed up in a cabin, in Hopper's cabin, actually, in Elle's, Elle's home. Uh, and there's a huge monster uh, coming for them. And they try to wall it off. And uh, this is a throwback a little bit to uh, Nigh the Living Dead um, and a couple of other zombie movies. But, of course, the monster breaks through and he bites L. And L gets bitten in the leg. And uh, what's going to happen there is pretty important. It's clear in the story that the monster views L as the most important piece on the board, the most important, uh, his most important opponent, uh, the person that he's focusing on uh, to kill, to get rid of, that he doesn't feel like he can do whatever it is that he is planning to do with her in the way. So that's what's happening there. On the other side, we've got the ice cream crew. Um, the ice cream crew is, uh, they have escaped. Uh, they were tortured. Uh, they escaped, as we talked about in episode six. And uh, Dustin, Erica, Robin, and, uh, and Steve are uh, trying to run away, trying to get away. Um, and they're, they're going through Starcourt Mall. And uh, the problem is, is that uh, I think Steve and Robin have been given truth serum. So they're a little uh, loopy, uh, a little uh, – and we get a little – this is played for comedy. But we get a little Dustin and Erica, the younger kids, trying to take care of uh, – of Steve and Robin and putting them in the movie theater um, to watch Back to the Future. And there's a lot, uh, there's been a lot of homages to Back to the Future. Uh, they end up in the bathroom. Steve and Robin end up in the bathroom uh, getting sick. Uh, and they have this heart to heart. And when you think that they're just about to get together, then uh, the LGBTQ moment of Stranger Things happens, which is the Robin comes out to Steve and says that, she was always looking at him, but not because of him, but because of a girl that she liked that was always looking at Steve. Uh, and so uh, they have, you know, obviously we're going to come back and talk about that uh, in any moment. But this is the big moment. A lot of people think thought that Will was going to be the one who came out um, and said that um, that he didn't like girls. They like boys. But instead, it's Robin. Um, a lot of people have been shipping, if I can use that term, Robin and Steve. And it turns out uh, that Robin comes out as being um, a lesbian. Then also Hopper. Uh, the last thing is that Hopper and Joyce and Murray and Alexi, our last crew, they are at the fair. They make their way to the fair. And Alexi, uh, who doesn't know a lot about American culture, Murray kind of introduces him to the fair. And this is kind of fun. Um, and uh, Murray's telling him the games won't don't work and that it's rigged and you can't win. But Alexi's doing great and even wins a prize. But tragically. Flat top McChokeslam shows up. McChokeslam, you out of the Mick this yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. He shoots Alexi and kills Alexi. Um, he and a bunch of other Russian agents chase Hopper through a uh, through a fun house. I really felt like tactically, having played a lot of first person shooters, that Hopper really could have taken them all out if he'd been smart. You know, there were a couple of good choke points he might, might have used to his advantage. Just all my Call of Duty days coming back to me, but um, but alas, uh, he and Joyce and Murray escape, and uh, and that is where. Uh, oh, also, I forgot to mention that uh, L and the crew end up in a uh, in a supermarket to take care of L's injury, 
uh, when they run away uh, from the shack, when the when the mind flayer destroys the shack, and we get Lucas talking about new coke, which is if you lived in the eighties, <laughs> yes. um, you would know that was a huge deal, a gigantic deal. Um, and we get and we also are what's introduced is uh, the fireworks. Uh, Lucas tells us about uh, Satan's baby, <laughs> which is a firework. <laughs> It's probably going to play a role in the coming episodes. Uh, and so there's a lot of pr- product placement, a lot of like discussion there. But the real thing is what is going on with L's, um, with L's leg. Oh, and I almost forgot. Sorry, this is I almost forgot. One of the coolest scenes in, in Stranger Things happens. They 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 revisit L moving cars with her mind. L saves uh, the folks at the mall. Uh, by flipping a car and taking out, uh, brutally killing, but yeah. also taking out uh, some <laughs> some Russian soldiers. Hey, it's war! It's war! That's they true. were going for the kill. Um, L, you know, she just has better weapons, so and her cause is just. So whatever. Sure. Um, so that's what happens in episode seven, John. Where? What would you like to talk about, and where would you like to begin? Well, I mean, since you were just talking about Satan's baby, baby, which that is just <laughs> that's kind of that's pretty funny. Um. It was hilarious that, you know, Lucas was so big on, hey, let's get these fireworks to help <laughs> battle that the alien. And then in episode eight, um, he didn't just get one package of fireworks, uh, what like a thousand. They just kept coming out with fireworks. They just had so many yeah. fireworks. Yeah. That, and it, yeah. <laughs> Satan had, had multiples. <laughs> <laughs> a, whole, turned out. a whole litter. Yes. Satan had quite a few babies. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's so so many things, excuse me, Kurt, uh, so many things you can, you know, critique. And, uh, you know, we're talking about a a movie that has aliens and multiple dimensions and monsters and demons, whatever. I don't think we can critique the fact that they threw, I don't know, a hundred fireworks at this thing. And that came in handy because as we discover L loses some of her powers in this episode. And, uh, you know, this is kind of jumping all around, uh, Billy as he's about to, you know, kill L. What is it that L brings to mind? Uh, well, wait, you're, you're just jumping into episode eight now. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. I thought that's what we're doing. Okay. So your recap, are you going to recap episode eight? I thought we were going to talk about what happened in episode seven. Well, I thought, and this is funny because last, last week's episode was, of our of parenting today was actually recorded yesterday by the two of us. Didn't we do that? We did five and six. We both recapped and then we discussed both of them. Okay. So you're recapping right now. Kind of, but I, I don't yeah. really like the recap because it's good to bring up some of these things, but I feel like people are listening. They're thinking, yeah, okay, we saw this episode. Why are you telling me what just happened in the episode? And, well, and yeah. part of it is uh-huh. you, you do a good job at recapping and I, and I don't. And since I went ahead, you know, I, I don't know three weeks removed from these episodes and you're they're fresher on your memory. I'm just going to say that. Is that accurate? <laughs> I like how the podcast is getting uh, produced right now. On the <laughs> hey, we tell people normally, that we don't normally record the podcast before we actually record where we're actually like having these discussions. We're like, Hey, shut up. We should say this for the podcast. And here I want to be like, Hey, shut up. We should have talked about this before. The podcast. <laughs> well, as, as we let people in on the behind the scenes every now and then I came straight from a staff meeting. Kurt had already gotten mm-hmm. to read the recap. I was trying to read the recap as he was recapping episode seven. So I, I didn't get to read it, but you're, you're jogging some memories of, of all that, that happened. And I'm just kind of, yeah, picking up. Uh, well, before we, before we jump into season eight, then I just want to, I think we have to talk about, um, 
Robin's coming out. Absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. I think we have to talk about that, and then we have to talk about um, Joyce and Hopper and the will they won't they, the Pam and Jim of. Uh, well, and let let me go in, in light of that as well. Uh, I saw a video uh, that was kind of hitting on the high points of Stranger Things. I think they said you know the top ten moments from Stranger Things. Uh, episode three and you know they talked about the moment of robin's coming out that was that was up there surprisingly it was number two on the top 10 uh number one is something that happens in episode eight we'll get to in just a minute but they talked about not only robin's coming out but some almost couples that formed and they said Mm -hmm. alexi and i just went blank on his name murray murray um i did not pick up on any kind of attraction there but i think they were just saying that to try to create that that narrative but it was interesting that they said that that murray and uh, alexi almost got together as a couple or there there was attraction there and it was just interesting that they're trying to create that and trying to put something in there that you know possibly wasn't even intended i i don't think it was uh you know ever any kind of uh, nods at that or hints at that at all and i just wanted to bring that up that that's out there being discussed i feel like I feel like that's people, you know, people with an agenda, wishful thinking. I did not get that from those two characters. Yeah, so, I agree. So yeah, pick up with with Robin. Yeah, so I mean, here is the here's the deal: is that in the '80s, um, the LGBTQ movement um, was uh, much more subdued and underground, uh, if it even if if it even existed, basically didn't even exist compared to how it exists today, um, relatively. So, um, this is in some ways, uh, you can take this a lot of different ways. A lot of people in the culture are going to take it and say, um, you know, isn't it great in an eighties movie that, um, where these kind of characters would never have been given a voice that they're given a voice. Other people will be angry and say, you know, this is for whatever reason, um, they'll be, they'll say, this is, taking 2019 and pushing it back on the eighties when this is not how it was. Uh, she would have never, even if she was, she wouldn't have come out like this and not, not to, um, you know, other people are going to say there's a lot of different ways uh, to think about it. But, um, you know, and I think most, almost most certainly, you know, we can't escape our own culture. And so there is 2019 being breathed back into the eighties through stranger things. Um, and I thought a lot of people um, who recognize that are going to use this as like a point and people who, um, you know, people probably not our target audience, but there are people who are going to look at this and say, it's the most important thing to happen on stranger things. And um, that everything else is secondary to this and that this is an important story that needs to be told. So there's a lot of ways to think about it. Um, a lot of, a lot of, um, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of ways that we could take this. Uh, I, I think I've already, I'm on the record of saying that I would be blown away if there wasn't a character who came out on stranger things. Um, I think it's, almost required in every show now. So, um, and I did read a study. It was really interesting that people vastly overestimate the number of people who identify as LGBTQ. Uh, and that's across all political and socioeconomic spectrums that people suspect that there are far more people who identify like that than there are that actually do it. And by a factor of five almost. So some people think there's like 20% of the population when it's really closer to 5% or 8%. There's no way to really know these things. So, Anyway, um, some people look at this as a triumph, you know, without saying more than this, I would say that, um, LGBTQ, 
identified people are overrepresented in Hollywood. Um, and I, I think that's an easy case to make statistically. Um, but, um, anyway, yeah, that's where it is. And, yeah. and I think and you, you kind of picking up on what you said, just the eighties narrative kind of being rewritten is, is Steve's reaction to, to Robin's coming yes. out. And, and at first I, I would say it was accurate when he said, but she's a girl. You know, yeah. kind of like, what What are you even talking about? This doesn't make sense that there's just that, you know, naivete of, wait, mm-hmm. how can this even be possible? That seemed accurate to the 80s. Um, yeah. But then just his quick acceptance of who mm-hmm. she was. I don't think that that's how he would have reacted in 1985. You know, that's where you're, you're kind of saying that narrative 2019 is getting into 19. 19- 85. Yeah. I'm not saying that he would be just think, justified in being harsh or unloving or, or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying back in 1985, this was not common. And um, that, I, that was not as accurate. To your point, to your point, John, I think that's what I was trying to, what I was rambling about trying to say that you said so concisely is that I think she would have had to really spell it out for him. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, I don't think that a kid who grows up in Iowa and I'm sorry, in Indiana in 1985 is going to just be like, Oh, okay. Well, that's just, that's normal. That I, I, I don't see it. Um, I, I having lived in the eighties and nineties and of course, you know, I was young and I didn't know very much. I don't know very much now, but that was the part that's a little disingenuous is just his red, red, ready. Well, this is what this is. Um, you know, Hey, so hey, anyway, Kurt, um, um, can you can you restate that just a minute because it lagged a little bit in the video when you said his readiness or something it kind of cut off. Yeah, his, re- his his ready acceptance of it was a little disingenuous because in 1985 I feel like she would have had to spell out like what mm-hmm. a lesbian was. Yeah, um, and I feel like she would have had to spell it for him or write it in crayon. Um, you know what I mean? Like she would have had to really uh, that a high school or college age kid who has never left Hawkins, Indiana in 1985 is probably not going to um, have his worldview uh, warped or changed or uh, altered in that kind of way without there being some more than just a, huh? Okay. Yeah, because, that's- yeah, because as you, to your earlier point, I mean, the overrepresentation of the LGBTQ community in Hollywood, you know, in relation to those who are actually, you know, identify, you know, as lesbian, homosexual or, or whatever in the spectrum of LGBTQ, that that was not, you know, just ever present uh, on, you know, media outlets, movies, television that, that Steve would have even been exposed to, to kind of have uh, somewhat yeah. of a conversation and also for Robin to feel that comfortable uh, to come out to Steve. And yeah, we can say, okay, they've bonded because they've gone through some intense situations in these episodes, but uh, still uh, just the fact that she came out. I mean, I, I know when we watched this, I was even thinking, okay, that, that time period, I know Martina Navratilova, the tennis player, mm-hmm. she was, uh, you know, open and had come out. I don't know exactly when, you know, what the date was and when her popularity was on the rise, but I'm fairly certain 1985, she was fairly successful tennis player and into mm-hmm. the maybe late eighties, early nineties. But I'm trying to think of other kind of celebrities that were that were out openly gay you know george michael uh, i don't know when he came out i know it was kind of he, well, he he lived in the closet for a while uh, and and it was a while before he came out but all that to say it's just 
they were not celebrated um, as it is today. Mm -hmm. So much different. Yeah, it's just a different time. Um, okay, I don't know what else we want to say about about that. Um, I don't know if there's. Do we want to talk about Joyce and Hopper? And the I feel like every show has to have one of these. They have to have a will they won't they get together. And I feel like this is this is it for Stranger Things. I call it the Jim and Pam. But <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and let's just. I guess we need to go ahead and get into episode eight just to kind of have some of these discussions. Uh, I mean, as I was yeah, saying in some of the recap, I mean, Billy ends up, you know, sacrificing himself to save L because L has lost her powers. And, and let's just, I guess, backing up to maybe the most graphic scene in the, the entire uh, season of getting the thing inside of L's leg removed, which would mm -hmm. we say that was a baby flare i mean what would that have been because it came from the tentacle of the mind flare yeah. um, i don't know it was gross some, some kind of creature inside of l's leg was moving around and so jonathan has to get a hot butcher knife and cut open her leg and he's trying to fish it out and he can't get it out and so l uses her powers to get the creature out and this is kind of a, a big moment because as that comes out and it's crawling away all of a sudden hopper's foot, hopper's foot just crushes this creature and for the first time in the entire season everyone's together yep and so that was a big moment you know for hopper's entry into this episode and uh, yeah they're they're overpowered and this you know the big mind flare comes into the starcourt mall and it looks like l uh, is uh, as met her match and then you know satan's baby all the fireworks starts coming out start coming out with luke and others lucas and others uh, throwing them at the mind flayer and then billy comes to the rescue rescue and that's where we talked about in our last uh, episode of just the importance of showing some of billy's backstory because you remembered uh, just his humanity and uh, some of his painful story and so him sacrificing uh, makes that that scene much more significant and then we have Hopper uh, as well, just going all the way, uh, jumping to that, that he uh, sacrifices himself um, as he takes care of Chokeslam McFlattop, which are McFlattop McChokeslam. Is that what you said this time? Well, yeah, but um, I think we missed a really important part of the um, of the episode, which is our, the team does divide again <clears throat> before yes. Billy makes his sacrifice and before Hopper makes his sacrifice. Um, and is he sacrificed or not is a question we're going to have to get to, yeah. but, uh, uh, we finally meet Dustin's girlfriend. Yes. And th this is where I was, uh, talking about yesterday of just the nostalgia porn, not to just continue to, to use that term, but you did have to have some lightheartedness, I think in this episode, yeah. um, because there's a lot of intense stuff going on, uh, for sure. And so, um, Susie, isn't it Susie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, from the first episode, Susie come in or Susie, where are you? Or Susie, do you copy yeah. whatever the name of that episode is that we could look up, but I'm, I'm not. And people are going to get angry right now and they're going to scream what the name of that episode is, yeah. but she makes Dustin, uh, sing the song never ending story, uh, with, yeah. with her from the movie never ending story. And, they're on the ham radio, and so everyone can hear, Hopper can hear as he's trying to get this briefcase. Because what is the math equation that she, that Dustin is going to her? Planck's uh, constant. Yes. 
and you know they knew each other, met each other from uh, Camp Nowhere, mm-hmm. and uh, just this nerdy camp. Uh, which we also need to say, Erica, she's a nerd as well, and she thought she knew it. She got it wrong, but she's kind of been denying her her nerdiness, but she she's mm-hmm. a nerd as well. And so they, they sing uh, from The NeverEnding Story. And I do wonder, you know, five years from now, ten years from now, if people go back and if they're watching Stranger Things, is that just going to be a scene where it's just like, okay. Because, I mean, they went for it on that one. They were swinging for the fences on, okay, we're, well, we're going to just embrace this. As someone who grew up in the 80s and someone who watched The NeverEnding Story more than 20 times as a child, easily, easy, more than 20 times, that was like basically – that that was Stranger Things basically trying to talk to me personally. Like they were like, they, they just they, all they, looked at you and said, "This one's for you, Kurt." Yeah, I mean, everyone who was born in 1980, they were like, "Hey, you guys, this is for you." Um, and Kurt, like, and, let's be vulnerable here. Did you cry in the Neverending Story? And you know what scene I'm talking oh, about? Oh, the real one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, I wasn't a big crier at movies, um, but uh, you know what scene I'm so, talking about, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Well, there's multiple places where you could cry there, but I tell you what was really, well, um, I, well, I, I got really scared in never ending story. Um, when he has to run through those, um, like the laser eyes. Yeah. And then also when they meet the, the big black dog, Mm. the big black, like wolf or whatever. I just, and, and I didn't, Atre- Atreus to fight. Anyway, we're getting way off. No, let's, the ca- let's, case here. let's do this just a but, little bit because I can remember when he's going through the laser eye things and the night that had gone before him, the mask or his, mm-hmm. his helmet flies off and you see his oh, yeah. burned face. And I just remember thinking how scary and gross that was. But that black dog that he has to fight in the swamp area that Atreyu has to fight, like that, like that got made its way into Kurt's nightmares mm-hmm. for many years. So, mm-hmm. um, that, that was, that's the thing that I remember more than anything from that story is how scared I was. I, of that I just remember the horse dying, and that was yeah. Well, I mean, such a sad part. Yeah, I mean, animal deaths—they just get you, yeah. um, and they get me because I actually like animals, not you, who refuses to own a dog. So um, <laughs> that's not accurate, Kurt. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that. That's that's a highlight of the episode is them, you know, it's Susie forcing Dustin to sing uh, that song with her before she'll tell him the number, um, which allows the team that's gone back down into the vault or into the basement or into the lair or whatever you want to call it um, to do what they've got to do to uh, to blow up the machine to get, and, to get uh, the keys. Yeah. To stop the yeah, laser the from opening the the, mm-hmm. the portal or the dimension to. The, yeah. Which ends up killing the monster um, as well, uh, which is killing the monster before it can kill L and saves the day. But we lose Hopper. We lose Billy. Um, and I don't think anyone's going to be super sad about that. They tried to like, mm-hmm. um, but um, we lose Billy and then we also lose Hopper. He's gone. And I would say that the most powerful moment of this series and the powerful, most powerful moment of this um of this season is when in the aftermath, um, in the falling action at the end of this, uh, of this episode is when Elle reads the letter Mm. that Hopper had, uh, written to her. And 
Uh, we're going to talk, I think, at the end here about whether we believe that Hopper is still alive or not. I'm going to go ahead and put my cards on the table and say that I do not believe that he is, and I hope that he's not. And the reason I hope that he's not is because the power of that letter loses a little bit, um, is diminished some, if uh, if they keep bringing people back, if they bring him back. So, um, But we do not actually see him die. We don't see his body. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything because— uh, we've seen that that device explode before and what it does to people. So Yeah, and, and I don't know if I'm going to go on record and say one way or the other, but it does seem like it's not going to work if he if he did indeed die. Um, that I don't know, it just seems like there, there is this kind of sorrowful, obviously, mourning, and you think, okay, is he dead? And if they just keep you hanging until season four comes out and then you find out, Oh, he is dead. It's just kind of this delayed. I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem like it's going to work. It seemed like if he was indeed dead, they, they should have showed you and made it absolutely clear and didn't leave that, that open. Um, yeah, cause I, I think I'm, it does just kind of lose some of its power already. If that's, if that's the case. Well, I don't know. Anyway, the, the reason that we're even talking about this is because of the scene during the credits, the credit scene where we're taken to Russia and we find out that they have a Demogorgon um, and that they're feeding prisoners to it. Um, a pretty scary, intense scene. But they say, leave the American. And who is the American? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are going to want it to be. And it may very well may be Hopper. I have my own theory about who that might well, be. I was going to ask you. Let's go ahead. I mean, we're here right now. What, what are you thinking? Who, who could the American be? Um, I think that the American is Matthew Modine's character from season one. Mm. Um, now Matthew Modine is a classic eighties actor. Um, he's the blonde headed, um, he's basically Elf's dad. Um, and, uh, not literally, but, um, he's, uh, he's in season one. We're told specifically that he did not die. Um, and so either him or Paul Reiser, although I don't think it's going to be Paul Reiser, but I think Matthew Modine's character, I, I, I just have the sneaking suspicion that he's the American, mm-hmm. um, that he's the one. And then somehow they're going to try to use him to get L. um, to they're going to use him as leverage over L. Now it could be Hopper, and um, that you know no, it would not shock me if it was. Um, but I guess we'll probably know this uh, by whether reports come out as to whether the actor who plays Hopper is is filming for for Stranger Things season four or not. Well, and, I mean they're going to yeah, definitely keep that tight, and and who knows if you even hear that he's acting it could all be flashbacks or, or mm. whatever and and so yeah. you won't really know and you know they're obviously going to keep that very secret but but i'm with you saying okay we both like hopper as a character and the story kind of needs a big character to to die off there's just something that that draws you in uh to mm-hmm. the story and it's just kind of i mean what we think you know back to star wars uh harrison ford uh, you know fighting for his character Han Solo to be killed in um, Return of the Jedi, uh, which was episode six. Um, You know, he he said the story has gone on too long without some main character being killed off. And so he wanted to be killed off at the beginning just to keep everyone guessing, okay, he's going to make it through this. And, you know, he he got his wish in The Force Awakens. Spoilers, but surely people have have already seen that by now. But, but yeah, it just needs some of that uh, to the story. And and honestly, Kurt, I guess this is getting into just kind of overall thoughts of uh, this season. I, I had, I was interested and excited to watch it and enjoyed watching it in a group. And then kind of the middle episodes, I was just getting a little tired of it, as I said. 
in our uh, previous podcast, uh, th- this episode drew me back in and the, mm. the ending definitely, uh, just, yeah, made me enjoy the, the whole season. I think, think it was a good ending. Uh, like you said, the letter, I just want, I want to go back and, and watch that scene again. And just, uh, that was some, some great writing and, uh, and, and it's interesting too. I mean, adding not only Hopper's possible death, but then, uh, you know, the friends getting split up, uh, Mm-hmm. Nancy moving away from Hawkins and, uh, you know, adopting Elle and, and taking the, the family away. I mean, just all of them saying goodbye. I mean, that, that whole scene hey, was great. Nancy's not moving away. I'm sorry, Joyce. Joyce, Joyce, Joyce and Jonathan and um, Joyce, Jonathan, Will and Elle are moving away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be really weird if Nancy's family adopted Elle because Elle and Mike are like boyfriend and girlfriend. Yes, so, which they do yeah. kiss in this episode as well. They do. Yeah, yeah they get back together. Yeah. But they're going to do that long distance thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And and here's Where, a, oh, how they're going to bring them back together. Is it still going to be centered in Hawkins or is there going to be like a divided plot? You know, there's a lot of questions to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know. and they said something about, I'll see you again at Christmas. Do you think that mm-hmm. was a not at, hey, they're going to to go ahead and launch season four this Christmas. Oh man, that would be awesome. But which it did make me wonder because, you know, there's only eight episodes in this season mm-hmm. that it was shorter. And so you wonder, okay, did they, you know, go ahead and record some more episodes that they're going to just go ahead and launch this Christmas, uh, which, would be, which would be interesting. That's cool. There's a series that Netflix does. Um, uh, well, actually, it's not Netflix's series. I think they've bought it now, but it was a British show called Black Mirror, and um, and they do a Christmas special. I think. I, I think a lot of these. I think that's a British thing. Um, I think Sherlock has also done a Christmas special where their seasons are only like three or four episodes, mm-hmm. and then they have, and then at Christmas they like do one episode. I, I think that's a decidedly British thing. So, or at least they've done that in the past. So. I don't know. That would be cool. That would be cool if there was if there was an extra episode of Stranger Things that they that they dropped over Christmas or an extra, an extra two episodes or something like that. Um, so, uh, yeah. Okay. So, just so we're on the record, John. You think that Hopper's still alive? Yes. Yeah, I do. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead, even though I feel like. This is more about what I want versus what I actually think will happen. But I'm going to go ahead and go on the record and say that he's gone. Um, and that I only want that because it makes the emotional impact of his letter even more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that he's gone, even though I feel like I'm definitely going to lose that. We could come back and check uh, the next time that we talk about Stranger Things. Um, what uh, what. When you walk away from Stranger Things season three, what is the what's your takeaway? What do you take away from it? What do you think students are going to be talking about? Hmm. I don't know. That's that's a good question. Um, you know, I, w- I would assume many are, are tuning in. I mean, the the draw is, I mean, the fact that everybody's kind of talking about it um, for sure. But the, the horror elements, the scare, the the tension. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's just what, if I thought about a teenager, I mean, that's what they want to see. I mean, they want to see kind of the horror elements of it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, what they would take away. Uh, Kurt, you answer that question, and I need to think about it more. Well, um, I guess my takeaway is is that 
this is going from a kid's show to an adult show. And they're going to film another season of this, I'm pretty sure. And those kids are only going to get, those actors are only going to get older. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel like uh, Stranger Things is, if it hasn't already, it's about to come of age. And it might change the way that we look at, um, at Stranger Things and the way in which we think about the show. I'll be really interested to see what they do um, in the next episode. I mean, I don't know how old these actors are, but Jonathan and Nancy have got to be getting, um, you know, put, put up there. 40. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, uh, but, and but I think we talked to mention that's not even talking about when I Ryder, Matthew Modine, mm -hmm. um, Paul Reiser. So, um, yeah, but I there's, think there's some similarity we would say maybe with Harry Potter that as the characters mm -hmm. get older in Harry Potter, it becomes, you know, darker and a little more serious in its tone. Well, and, and I'd say definitely my, with this. My only counter to that is, is that, um, the actors that started out, uh, we, when in Harry Potter, we start out with kids who are supposed to be in their first of seven years of school. They're basically like first graders or second graders, mm -hmm. or, or maybe a little bit older than that. Maybe there's, oh no, how, how old is Harry when he goes to Hogwarts? Is he 11? I think, yes. he's, I think he's 10 and he turns 11. He turns 11. That's right. And that's when he, so, um, and these kids are a little bit older, um, when they start and they were, yes. the actors are a little bit older too. Yeah. So, um, so, that's the only thing is that I wonder, um, I wonder how much longer this can be a kid or a teen show before it becomes, and it's always written for adults in a lot of ways because it's, you know, a, a teenager can't be nostalgic for the eighties. They weren't alive then. They can't even, they weren't even alive in the nineties. So, uh, but that's my big takeaway is where is this going? Yeah. Um, how are they going to, how are they going to craft the story and what are the themes going to be? Well, you, um, so you do wonder, yeah, I have a lot of, I mean, they did introduce Erica, and so a younger uh, actor, you know, into the storyline, and so maybe that was part of the reason. It would be interesting if this next uh, season, if they're just in the 90s, if they just jump ahead five years, you know, um, that'd be interesting. But, I mean, one thing we might could just go ahead and, and guess is that Robin's going to have, you know, a girlfriend. Um, that's probably going to be part of the storyline do you think do you think that's going to find its way in there sure i mean this is not specifically speaking to that issue but i wanted to go ahead and say i feel like there are too many characters in this show yeah. already and i feel like the addition of the characters was i think that one of the reasons why i think that or i kind of want hopper to be gone is that like and i'm glad that billy is gone is that i feel like they the fat needs to be trimmed a little bit um i, I don't think that the show necessarily got a lot better by adding robin max uh, Erica, Billy, uh, the May mayor Klein, like there are a lot of, um, characters that have been added to the mix. And I don't know that they really, uh, I don't know that, that it was necessarily a great thing that we keep adding people to the, to the cast. And I want, I think there's going to have to be some people added because they're split. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not like Jonathan and, and Will and, and Elle are not going to make friends wherever they're moving to. And it's not like they're going to be new people that the Hawkins crew hangs out with. So that concerns me a little bit. The more characters that we have, I, I kind of hope that we would be winnowing down to a, a finish, but it seems like it could be expanding even more. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, yeah, it was a lot to keep up with. And you do wonder, are they going to revisit the storyline of Elle's sister uh, from you know, yeah. season two? Are they going to pick up that crew again? And, you know, with Elle losing her powers, you know, they've got to have somebody powerful enough to fight whatever evil demonic. 
thing is is coming out in you know season four um yeah I, I would say you know as far as what teenagers walk away with i mean everything you just said i agree with but then also you know i think the theme that you know that robin coming out i mean that's uh you know just a, such a common everyday uh, theme that our students children are, are being exposed to or are seeing or are discussing and so i would say that's that's probably going to be a big moment uh, for uh, teenagers and um again just you know gives some some sympathy uh for uh her character and um anyway so i would say that's something that they're going to be walking away with i mean would you agree with that kurt a hundred percent i agree a hundred percent i think that's going to be one of the big talking points um and again it's more like stranger things grows up we're doing with we're dealing with heavier issues now we're not just uh doing nostalgia or doing dungeons and dragons we're you know dealing with some big things um again i think i should go ahead and say you know you like stranger things more than i do i don't i'm not trying to when i talk about the criticism of it. I know people who listen to this podcast really like it. And so I want them to hear me say that I don't think it's bad in any way. It just hasn't hooked me the way that other people, that other shows have hooked me. Um, and, uh, for whatever reason, but I think that, uh, there's obviously they, they have a special sauce with nostalgia, teen drama, um, adventure, horror, sci-fi. I mean, it, it, hit, it checks a lot of boxes for a lot of people and I'll be really interested to see where they go from here. Um, and maybe next year, um, maybe next year at this time, we're doing a, another Stranger Things run. Or maybe, you know, sometime in the fall, we do a different show. Um, who knows? Maybe we could come back and do uh, something else that students watch. Uh, and maybe, <laughs> who knows? There are a lot of, there are, our students watch a lot of things. So anyway, <laughs> I've enjoyed this is what I'm trying to say, John. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, we broke the rules or, you know, didn't go exactly as we <clears> had. <throat> <laughs> I broke the rules. Um, but, but hopefully this did kind of create somewhat of a shared experience. I mean, that was some of the, the goal was, you know, to, to have some reflection and not just sit there and, and binge absolutely every episode in one sitting. And so hopefully that created um, some of that. Hopefully some of you out there uh, maybe watched uh, some of these episodes in groups. And I mean, that's something Kurt and I would say made this much more enjoyable was, you know, every other night or so sitting in a living room with, a ton of people and uh, just talking through what we saw and then theorizing and as we said being wrong in some of our theories I mean that was that was fun to sit there and to do that in a group and we know I mean the significance of that as Christians is we're designed we're created for community um, and so anyway that that was definitely the, the highlight for me um, yeah I did enjoy the season I would say I probably you know, season one was still the best in my mind. Season two was good. This one was, was good as well, but I have not liked these uh, season two and three as much as uh, season one. But the last episode did kind of bring it full circle for me, and I, I ended up enjoying it a lot more than I thought. All right. Well, John, I think we need to wrap this thing up. I think we've gone on long enough. It was fun watching Stranger Things with you, and if you've listened to this podcast and watched with us, let us know. Um, contact John at uh uh jay parrot at rym.org and uh sure i don't know and uh and let him know we'd love to hear what you thought uh if you have other shows that you'd like us to watch maybe that the parenting today community wants to watch together we can do that too um or at least we'll consider it so uh i'm looking forward to uh doing a cheers marathon <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. man, my kids are just anyway, binging that. Thank y'all. Thank, thank you to the listeners for joining us. And uh, John, any final words? No, uh, it has been fun. As I said, just kind of reflecting on getting to watch this together and watching it in a group. And I enjoy this conversation. I'm going to enjoy just taking a little bit of a break again before we launch season four of Parenting Today. But be looking for new episodes uh, soon. Like you said, September 3rd, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. All right, well, thank you all again, and we'll see you later.